From San Diego, California, this is a One Extraordinary Marriage Show. We're being busy is overdone, romancing is fun, scheduling sex is taking the guesswork, and I'm wondering when you're going to get some. I'm Tony DeLorenzo, your co-host, along with my beautiful wife, Elisa. From coast to coast and around the world, thank you for joining us. It's time to talk sex, love, and commitment. Give us a call or text us on the Hug Hotline at 858-876-5663 or send us an email to hugs at oneextraordinarymarriage.com. This is part four in our series, Dealing with Conflict. Today, we're talking about how to create your own conflict plan. And there's a quote from Napoleon Hill that says, plan your work and work your plan. Mm -hmm. And I think as we're talking about this series around conflict, this is exactly what we're getting into today about having a plan around how to deal with conflict. But first, we start each One Extraordinary Marriage show with a hug. And a hug is an opportunity for you to hear from someone else in the one family, someone whose marriage has experienced transformation or they've had that aha moment. And this hug comes from an iTunes review that we received that says, I feel like Tony and Elisa were that kind and wise couple that came alongside me and helped me as I prepared for marrying my sweet love. I wish that I could actually sit across a dinner table with them. But in the absence of that, this podcast is the next closest thing. I feel armed, informed, and inspired to shoot for the stars for our marriage from the very beginning after mm. listening to quite a few shows. Their honesty and specificity regarding their relationship within a God-fearing worldview wrapped in divine optimism is what I appreciate most. I will be following and listening moving forward, and I know my husband will benefit from what I learned and will want to tune in too. Thank you so much, you guys. Keep doing what you do. I love it. I, I love it. I love it when engaged and newly married folks jump are, in. Are, they're jumping in and they're getting yeah. this stuff from the very beginning. Like I think, and I know, you know, we talked to so many of you when we're at the conferences and things like that, and we hear, "Oh my gosh, what if we'd had this from the very beginning?" Mm -hmm. And that's why I get so excited about these couples that are getting plugged in. And if you know someone who's engaged or they're dating and they're kind of moving towards that, like we think we're going to get married, share the show with them. Yep. You could actually be setting their marriage up for success before they ever, you know, get Even to the say, I, do. I do. Exactly. <laughs> and hey, for you, it, it can be the same thing. Mm -hmm. Because there's one thing that I love about married folks too, is we can also go, you know what, we're going to dream again and we're going to do a vow renewal. Mm -hmm. So you can take it the same place and just going, you know what, we're pressing in, we're doing our vow renewal. I mean, the last one Elisa and I did was at our 15th, most likely we're probably going to do it at our 25th again. Mm -hmm. That one's probably going to be in a, a fun exotic location though. Let's like get away like that destination wedding. Hello. Um, but you can do that as well. Yeah. You can definitely be dreaming again. And, and, and I want us to remind everybody this year is dream again. Mm -hmm. that, that's our hashtag is dream again. And no matter where we're at, no matter what we may be facing, no matter what season we may be in, the conflict that we may be experiencing with one another, we can dream. We can dream. Absolutely. And, you know, as Tony said at the top of the show, we're in part four of our series dealing with conflict. And over the last few weeks, we've been discussing everything from what are the most common topics that couples fight about to what you wish your spouse would do to even, mm -hmm. you know, how, how do you show up? How does that person that you stare at every day in the mirror, how do they show up when it comes to conflict? And as we wrapped up this series, we realized that we needed to, to bring this all together, mm -hmm. right? We can't just say, okay, well, you know, here are all these parts, but what does it look like when, when we take all of these different parts, we bring them together and we create a plan. And, you know, as we've been going through this conflict series, we've been talking about the fact that most of us deal with conflict from this very reactionary place. True. Something happens and we react to whatever that stimulus is. And it's not always, you know, 
at least in my case, it's not always the most effective reaction. We don't, we don't, for the most part, take conflict from a proactive place of going, okay, we understand that conflict's going to happen. How are we going to proactively deal with that when it comes? And the reason for that is because if you think back to your own upbringing, most of us, and I would say probably almost all of us, did not have parents sit us down and say, okay, here's how you're going to handle conflict when you get older and you're an adult and you're married. Like that sounds weird even just to, you know, say that into the microphones right now. Instead, our parents, and if you have kids as a parent, you've probably said things like, you know, use your words, use your inside voice, just stop what you're doing right now. Be quiet. Say you're sorry, like you mean it. You know, don't talk to me like that. Those, those are all things that we've heard, those messages that get internalized or, or maybe just from an observational place, you've observed, you know, what it looks like when, how people you know, manifest their anger or what it looks like when somebody has just moved tears because the conflict is so stirring up in them or huge blowups or people storming out of rooms or, or maybe, maybe you never even saw your parents have a fight. Mm -hmm. So you don't even know what it looks like when, when a couple has conflict because your parents had the mindset of we're never going to fight in front of the kids. So you never, you never witnessed it. These are all all of these messages, all of these words, they have created a plan inside of your own personal conflict plan. If I could give it a title, mm -hmm. you have one and it's hardwired into you. And, and that's how you show up when you're in conflict situations. You take all of that messaging, all of those observational um, situations that you had over your life. And when you feel like you're you know, being confronted or you're in conflict, that just comes out. So the really curious thing is that your spouse is not you. So they actually showed up in your marriage. They came into your marriage with their own conflict plan, that innate mapping, because they heard things when they were growing up. They saw things when they were growing up and all this. And when you come together mm -hmm. in like 99.99% .99 of the cases, those two conflict plans come in conflict with each other because you're two different people. And we experience this ourselves. You know, uh, we, we actually, even as we're preparing to do the show, we started, you know, going back and we've had these conversations before, but even, even in preparing for the show, there were things that came out about how, what we saw with conflict and how that shows up in our own marriage. Yeah. And I think it's important to have those discussions again. I think as couples, we, we need to understand what we saw growing up. Elisa and I, 23 years married, going on 26 years of knowing each other and just taking a moment to go, what did you see when you were growing up? How did your parents act and react? And and for mine, I don't really remember my folks arguing. I remember, in all honesty, I remember my dad getting mad at me once, like seriously mad at me. Other than that, there, there were times when he was upset, frustrated, for sure with me. So I didn't see my parents deal with like, conflict within the marriage. And so when you come into a marriage where you have somebody like the beautiful Elisa, who can be a, a bit stubborn, um, she can, she can definitely just press in and, and let her, her words be known and her, her thoughts be heard. It's like, Whoa, what are you doing? And I, I did see though, I will say this as a large Italian family growing up, I did see the family have heated discussions, 
loud discussions. Nobody was ever mad at each other. Nobody ever was degrading to anybody, but they were loud. And so when we would get into sort of those early years, I would want to see emotion from Elisa. Like that told me like, you love me. You were in this and she would shut down or she wouldn't say anything or she would be like, why are you, why are you yelling? And I didn't understand her upbringing. Absolutely. Because in my world, so my parents did fight in front of us, right? I I remember seeing and hearing my parents have arguments. That's the Puerto Rican dad, the Italian German mom. Yeah. So you got all kinds of stuff going on here. Mm -hmm. And, and I remember in times of conflict that there would be times where my, you know, in my perception as a child growing up in the home, where it seemed like my dad was just laying down the law, like the buck stops here and Mm -hmm. there is no more discussion on this. I remember my dad voicing his disappointment. I remember my mom, um, you know, from time to time, like she would just, she would put herself kind of in an imposed timeout. She would just go to her room and, and, you know, she would just process. And at some point in time, she'd emerge from her bedroom. Mm -hmm. Like there was no set time on that. And so when we got married, um, Tony's right. I am very stubborn. And I it didn't well, even... Well, you were. I wouldn't say you are now. I think you and I can... I've mellowed. Yeah, sure. I think you and I have been able to come to agreements in many of areas through working through conflict. But one of the areas that I realized, and this is even, you know, it, within the last like two or three months when Tony and I have had conflict where, you know, I feel like he's laying down the law, like, well, this is just how it's going to be. Oh, yeah. And, and this oh, little, that was recently. This little spirit inside of me that as a child couldn't raise up because this was my dad. But as a wife is like, oh, well, is that what you think? Mm-hmm. And I, I will. I've developed this voice because I didn't feel like I had it. And again, that's where that plan comes in. Like if you don't feel like you have a voice as a kid, you may decide to exercise that voice as an adult. And so Tony and I have even had to work through this as recently as like the last couple of weeks, you guys. Mm-hmm. So this is not like you know, Tony and Elisa are masters at conflict resolution, but we share that with you to show that the plan can change, Mm -hmm. right? The script that you have in there. And like, I'm not going to lie. It would be super easy if Tony would just like bow down to me, like when we're in places of conflict, if he was just like so agreeable and like, it would be easy. He's not that guy. (laughs) And it's, it's, it's interesting because I feel as we've gotten older, and we've gone to just, we've done life for so long together. I, I think there was a, a point in our marriage though, where those things weren't a big issue. Like we, 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 we really were moving in sync at times. And I think as we've gone older, even a little bit more, I feel like we're, we're starting to get, Hey, this is, this is what, this is what we do. This is how it is. I so wish you all could see him right now because he literally is like, like hand pointing at the computer, like, yes. like I'm laying it down. This, this is the way it is. And for us to recognize that the conflict plan we had mm-hmm. back then, so, you know, for when we were, you know, 10 to 15 years married or five to 10 years married, that conflict plan that we had then is still being adjusted as we grow older together, as we still do life together, the kids are getting older, different things are happening. So do know that that conflict plan that you are looking at is going to change. It's an ever-changing, and I don't want to say it's a document like you're writing it down. 
And yet it is. It's something that you are addressing and looking at because of where you are in life and what things have been going on. And that's such a good point that, you know, how we, our internal plans for dealing with conflict are fluid. I mean, we're still growing. We're still Mm -hmm. developing. We're still maturing. We you know, every day are learning how to be better at this thing called marriage. And that's where this idea of conflict, you know, so many people will just kind of throw up their hands and say, well, that's just the way I am, right? This, this is just, this is who I am. But the reality is, is that conflict is actually another area of marriage that can be dramatically changed when the two of you have a plan on how you're going to navigate it. And you can actually make choices you, you have the ability to make choices on how you're going to react to conflict mm-hmm. just because of what you saw growing up, just because of the plan that you've had, you know, the structure that you've had in your head doesn't mean that you can't actually make different choices. So I'm not buying that this is just the way I am or you just got to take it or like I'm not. I, mm-hmm. I've seen my own life like I've seen myself make different choices on how I handle conflict to know that people can change. Because it's been docu- well documented on the show that in the early years of our marriage, like Tony said, no emotion. I just go into shutdown mode like I saw growing up. And it wasn't until like I learned how to have better communication. It wasn't until, you know, we started talking about like, how are we going to handle conflict? Like the time that Tony sat me down on the couch, I can still to this day see exactly everything in that room. What year was it? I, you know what? I, I still see that as well. And I'm trying to remember like which apartment was that in? That was... I want to say that was when we were in Garden Road. Oh, was I, it? I feel oh, like it that was, was in Garden Road. Okay, yeah. So okay. that was in in Poway. So that was, still, in Poway. That was yeah. here in San Diego. So sometime between 2004 and 2012, but I think yeah. it's more in like the 2004, 2005, yeah. 2006 okay. space. Um, I remember you coming out, and I was definitely in a mood. And you sat down on the couch and you said, "This is not going to work." Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do remember that now. This yep. this is this is not going to work. Coming like, down the I, hallway, I, I had a, I had this like, okay, my heart's beating, my hands are sweaty, and we got to have this conversation. We have to learn how to deal with this conflict and how we are handling our emotions and our feelings and, and how we're not dealing with them. Mm-hmm. I, I remember that. And it wasn't like we solved everything in that first conversation. No, not at all. But here's the thing. When you have a plan and something that the two of you are discussing, I mean, it's kind of like your sexual intimacy, right? When you, when you get a plan around your sexual intimacy, you can actually implement that plan. When You know, it's called the intimacy lifestyle. When you get a plan around your conflict, when you start discussing it, when you've worked through the challenges that the two of you are facing, you have a structure. Instead of just like giving in or storming off or swearing or cussing or whatever, you have a plan to navigate this. You can, you can reference it. You can go back to it. You can say, remember when we talked about this, you can revise it, right? It's fluid. It's growing. It's, it's a part of who you are, but you know, just like we've talked about over the years with the intimacy lifestyle, right? You revisit it from time to time. You grow with it. Seasons change. People change. You keep coming back to it, but you, you, you keep creating this, like, what are our best practices around conflict? What are our best practices? When, when you want to get fit, you get a plan. When you want to save for retirement, you make a plan. When you want to travel the world, you get an itinerary. You've got your plan. So why do we keep staying in this place of saying, you know what? Hmm, conflict. We just have to deal with it. We're not going to, we're not going to have a plan. That doesn't even make sense. It's, it's the marriage that Tony and I had for the first 10, probably, I mean, I'm thinking somewhere between eight and 10 years and it wasn't effective. So if everything else in our life works better when it has a plan, why should dealing with conflict be any different? 
Stress, hormone changes, and lack of sleep can impact your skin, causing issues like dryness, dark spots, and acne. I know the closer I get to 50, the more aware I become of this. OneSkin, today's sponsor, offers a simple skincare routine to address these concerns at a cellular level. OneSkin has developed a proprietary peptide called OS1 that's scientifically validated to improve the health of your skin beneath the surface without irritation or a complicated multi-step routine. I use the OS1 face topical supplement on my face and neck, which often needs a little extra care with age. Additionally, the OS1 eye supplement helps keep the under eye area fresh, even on little sleep. One Skin is the world's first skin longevity company. By focusing on the cellular aspects of aging, One Skin keeps your skin looking and acting younger for longer. Get started today with 15% off using code OEM at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with code OEM. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support your show and tell them we sent you. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. As we said a few minutes ago, you know, when Tony sat me down on the couch, that was the beginning. It wasn't the end all. It wasn't a one-time conversation that was like, oh, well, you know what? The angels are singing and there are rainbows outside and the unicorns are leaping and Tony and Elisa will never have issues with conflict ever again. Mm-hmm. But, not even close. I sat there with my arms crossed and I acted like I wasn't listening. And I, you know, when he was done, he's like, do you have anything to say? And I said, no, I don't. And he got up from the couch and he just left me kind of to stew. Can I say something here though, too? Just real quick, not, not on that point, but I do want to say, I do believe that miracles happen. And I do believe that had Elise and I been closer to, and I, and I want to say, I don't want to say like being closer to God would have made a, a difference, but I do believe had we been in a place where we, our belief was at a place where we would believe in miracles to happen, I do sometimes wonder what would that have been like? Had we just sat there and prayed together? Had we gone and declared some shifts to happen, mm-hmm. which is where we are now, mm-hmm. like that that's our life now, but then it wasn't. And so... If you're in a marriage where you're you're like, you know what, this is enough's enough, and you're gonna start standing boldly together, praying, declaring, and saying, This is it, this is done. God, we need a shift mm-hmm. in our marriage. I wholeheartedly believe in miracles happening because I've seen them happen in my lives in other areas. And you know, it's so it actually just the pause in me was like, Oh my gosh, what would that have been like? Mm-hmm. It's crazy to think about how much our, just as our faith has grown, but know that it doesn't change only because of the faith. It also changes because of the plan that you create and the behaviors. The miracles often come about because you're willing to implement something new. The action has to be taken. Right. (laughs) Because otherwise, I mean, like people can change in an instant, but if you don't follow that up with consistent action, then I promise you, you'll have the miracle and then you'll go backwards. Mm-hmm. Right. So instead it's it, it, like that moment with Tony on the couch, it was the beginning 
of us creating a plan and changing our behaviors. And you have to be honest with yourself about what's working and what's not. Because I, I promise you, you can't be honest with your spouse if you first can't be honest with yourself. When you look at how the two of you handle conflict, where are the areas where, where it does work? Right? I, this happens all the time, you know, when I'm having coaching conversations with couples and I'll ask them, you know, when I find out how they process and then I say, okay, well, when it comes to conflict, you know, how does that play out? And somebody will be like, well, I need some time to calm down. And so they actually start talking themselves through their own strategies mm -hmm. by acknowledging what they need when they're in conflict. Somebody will say, I need to talk it out right away. Cause I feel like, like there's going to be this disconnect if we don't talk about it. And so we start hearing what different people need because the two of you need different things when you're feeling emotionally charged. But if you don't know what it is that you need in that moment, it's going to be really hard to tell your spouse this is what I need from you. Yeah. And if you need that third person, if you need that coach to come in to help you guys get through that and have a conflict plan, check out coaching with Elisa and you can do that at one extraordinary marriage.com slash coaching. Mm -hmm. and, and as you start to get this awareness of what it is that you need, schedule a time to talk with your spouse about what it is that you need. Don't mm -hmm. surprise them as they like walk in the door at the end of the day and just be like, okay, we're going to talk about this right now. Cause that may be conflict inducing because they're not ready. They're not prepared. And preferably this is one of those like walk and talk type deals. It's sitting side by side on the couch, just holding hands. It, and the reason I say that is because Tony and Tony has shared this so many times, it can feel very adversarial, very vulnerable, very threatening when the two of you are sitting face to face mm -hmm. and it can actually like if you're side by side and you're moving, then you just have this, this added, um, release of the energy. So that doesn't build up driving. It, it may be just a drive. You need to take it. Um, I, I do feel like at times though, we, we want to try to set everything up perfectly mm -hmm. and yet that doesn't always happen. And so it's better to have the conversation than to try to make sure that everything is aligned perfectly and never have the conversation. So as much as we want to try to be in a place where it's like, all right, this isn't, this is not going to cause more of a blow up. There are times when you got to go, you know what? We just got to have this conversation. And so let's go. Mm -hmm. Like, let's get, let's get in the car. Let's get, let's get for a drive. Let's get in, let's go for a walk. Let, let's make this happen. Let's sit side by side and realize that you guys are on the same team. The problem is, is how we are dealing with our conflict. <laughs> that's the problem. And that's what we're coming up, coming together to figure out a plan. We're doing this together. Absolutely. And the last thing that you want to do is you want to focus on making one change at a time. Yeah. So often we're like, okay, well, we're just going to completely overhaul how we do this. And we're going to, we're going to have a timeout. We're going to have a code word and we're not going to say this and we're not going to do that. And, and so you've got all of these like rules in your head. The truth is start with one change. Mm -hmm. Start with one change and, and get good at that one change and then go to the next one. I mean, you could be, you could be changing this slowly. You know, it seems like it's slowly, but over the course of a year, what would it look like if, you know, one week we decided that we weren't going to swear at each other. Mm. And so that's what we worked on for an entire month. And once we got really good at not swearing at each other, we, you know, agreed that we were going to have, you know, like a 30 minute cool down period if somebody felt emotionally charged. And then we were going to set a time to come back and talk. And, and these are just 
you know, that's not going to be the strategy for everybody, but you can see how building those things one on top of each other by the time a year or six months rolls, you know, has gone by, you're going to have a completely different conflict plan that actually fits your marriage. Mm -hmm. And I want to share just a couple of the strategies that have been so successful in the one family. And, you know, one person, uh, numbers of people said, you know, I try to put my spouse self in my spouse's shoes. It's amazing when you take a step back from being right and having to win and you take that moment to just go, what's going on with them? Mm-hmm. Where are they coming from today? That all of a sudden you can have a complete perspective shift. There's something you said there that I think is vital and we, we don't want to over overlook it is that there is a win-win here. Mm. This, isn't, this isn't a win-lose situation. Just because we're in conflict doesn't mean that my spouse has to lose and I have to win. I have to be right. So that means they have to be wrong. Mm. And that is, again, a mindset shift. Absolutely. To see that your marriage and who you guys are together is stronger than being apart. And when we see it like that, how do we win together? Mm-hmm. And I know even for myself in these in moments where Elise and I can be a bit tense it's like, wait a minute, I do have to put myself in Elisa's shoes. And I'm like, where's the win-win here? Because I don't want to have to demean her or or she has to lose and she needs to feel bad. So I win in this situation. How do we win together? Mm-hmm. So it, it's just something that I know a lot, you know, gosh, this comes back from the days of Stephen Covey. Mm-hmm. You know, what was his book called again? Oh, how to make, habits. Oh, which one? I was thinking how to win friends and no, that's not, that's no, not Covey. That's not Covey. That's, that's Napoleon uh, seven Hill. habits of highly effective, effective people. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's the, the win win mm-hmm. that came out many years ago in the business world. And yet, do we remember that in our, our marriages? Well, and that ties into looking at your own role in the situation, right? Mm-hmm. If, if, if we're both, if I'm looking at this as how can we make this a win win, then what's my role? Mm-hmm. What do I need to apologize for? right? What, how are we acting on the same team? And, you know, there's a really amazing book by John Gottman. He is probably one of the, if not the, you know, top marriage and relationship experts in the world. But he wrote a book called the seven principles for making marriage work. And he has some great content in there about dealing with conflict, looking at conflict, really evaluating what the conflict looks like in your marriage. And we actually, we have that in our Amazon shop. We're going to have a link to it in the show notes, but this is a book that I'd get my hands on Mm -hmm. because sometimes it's, it's one thing to hear it. It's another thing to, you know, consume the information that's going to create a shift in your marriage in every possible format. And at the end of the day, you know, as you're going through all this conflict, one of the things I want to remind you all, and this came up time and time again in the responses from people on the strategies that work best for them, please breathe. Yeah. It it sounds really, you know, simplified and and maybe some of you are even like, seriously, that's what you're going to end with. Yeah. Because I could tell you about not letting things fester and I could tell you about, you know, take time to process and come back. And those are all good things. And, And you should be doing those. But you have to breathe. If you want to have more relaxed conflict, you got to breathe. Because when we all start holding our breath and and activating all of that fight or flight response, we actually stop breathing or our breathing becomes very shallow. And if you want to have a clear head to process, if you want to be able to look at things from your spouse's perspective, if you want to be able to really analyze what's going on, you have to be breathing. Don't, Don't shortchange what may actually be the most important step for the two of you as you create your own conflict plan. This week... Start your own conflict plan. 
we've gone through this series talking about conflict from many different aspects of marriage. And this week is your week together to determine where you are right now and what conflict plan are you going to put in place so when it does arise in your marriage, you guys can get on the same page quicker, faster. You guys can resolve the conflict in such a short amount of time that days don't go by anymore. Now it's 10, 15, maybe 30 minutes. Maybe it's a half a day. And yet you guys are able to resolve that conflict back to loving on one another. And that's what it's about. Next week, we got our new series, Marriage and the Coronavirus Pandemic. We want to just start talking about this, where we're at, hearing from you guys, and being able to pour into you guys, love on you guys, as we all go through this pandemic together. Have a great week. We'll catch you next week. Love you guys.